Welcome to the Boxing Talk Show, Fed but Firm, with the Hall of Fame boxing referee. I'm Joe Cortez and co-host John Zamel for all of Las Vegas. Come on, guys. Let's touch them up. Three fight. I'm Joe Cortez, Fed but Firm. Welcome to the Fed but Firm show here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Merry Christmas to all our viewers around the world. Checking it out. John. Oh my God. Merry Christmas to all of you. Not just to all of you, but from all of our team. That was Charlie Carrillo you just saw popping in and out in the reindeer antlers. Uh, and this is uh, Dylan Tadaro. This, this is our executive assistant. And we had Jackie in New York City. Absolutely. Everybody. To w- everyone from everyone on our team, have a very Merry Christmas. I want to wish everybody on our team, I'm the host of the show, and without my team, I would ne- could never do it. I want to thank them all for being part of this great show. Merry Christmas to John, Dylan, Jackie, Christmas. Charlie. Merry Christmas ho, ho, ho. to you, John. Merry Christmas to all of you. Okay, now we're going to get started. Now, now, we're, now we're going to start with our show of the week. And of course, you know, 2018 was a great year for us. And we're looking forward to 2019. John, now you can say what you want to say about our well, show. I was going to say, man. Boxing's been great to us all year, right? They've been great to us all year. Last year was amazing. This year's been incredible. This month has been incredible. And then what really, we finished out the last weekend of the month, really, on just an incredible, I mean, an absolutely unbelievable note. Uh, we have so much to talk about this week. We had two big pay-per-view fights in London. Uh, and then we had, you know, the Charlo brothers co-headlining their first fight here on Fox. So we have uh, so much to get into. What do you want to start? Well, the Charlo brothers, of course, you know, we know that they're twins. They're both world champions. Work. And unfortunately, one uh, lost his title, so uh, it, uh, so it ends up uh, uh, on a bad note for the Child Brothers. Lose, one of them losing the championship, it's a shame. the other one winning. Uh, however, it was a controversial decision, and uh, Larry has his senior had it uh, on the official score. He had Charlo winning by a long shot, mm-hmm. and uh, Charlo uh, was very upset, and 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 you know, I guess rightfully so to some extent. I mean, the judges all had him losing, but. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, here, at the end of the day, here's, here's the thing that I notice far too often that happens. You know, I'm on all these boxing forums. I'm reading all these comments. I, I read all your guys' comments. And I notice everybody wants to call everything a robbery all the time. We're so quick to scream robbery every single time that an A-side wins a fight. The fact of the matter is, frankly, it's really hard to judge boxing matches. And when they're close and they're tight, it's even harder. Usually, yes, the tie goes to the runner. Usually you're going to get the A-side is going to err on that side of, the, of, of, you know, of the decision-making. But at the end of the day, when, you're, when you have two very close, very controversial fights, at the end of the day, if you're leaving it up to the judges, then you're going to have to be at their mercy. And uh, I think that whether Tony Harrison or Jamal Charlo had won that first fight, people would be screaming robbery on the other side. And then when Jamal Charlo pulled out a tough decision against, uh, against his opponent, Matt Korobov, we hear robbery on the other side. And it's just, it's a shame, but at the end of the day, when, you know, it's human error, and uh, when you leave certain things subjective to judges' decisions, whether it's diving or gymnastics or boxing, then this is what's going to happen. You know who's not complaining about judges? Uh, Dylan White. Because he was down on all three cards going into the third, uh, going into the eleventh round against Derek Chisora, and then he put him down, and he won the fight. At the end of the day, if you're worried about the judge or early stoppages from refs or anything else, what you have to do, what you have to do, and uh, you know that's win the fight decisively. And uh, I think it's too quick to call robbery these days when when it's just sometimes at the you know that's the reason we have judges. And what do you think about that? I think that. Uh well said, John. I, I think that boxing, boxing fans out there know that boxing can be very, very uh, controversial at times. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have some of the judges out there that some nights they're, they're, they're on target, some oh, nights yeah. they're off. But, uh, you know, when it comes to close rounds, uh, even myself as a boxing analyst, 
sometimes I call a fight and I, I make my predictions and sometimes I'm wrong and and I admit sometimes when I'm wrong I'm wrong mm-hmm. you know I, I don't I don't try to hibernate from it I just try to call it the way it is but uh, sometimes uh, the judges are really way off I wasn't playing paying close attention to the scoring the other night we had an activity going on so I was more mm-hmm. focused on the other activity I was and I would come and look at the screen once in a while but I was kind of surprised at the at the loss of one of the Charlo brothers, but I, uh, you know, they'll be back. Go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. He'll come back a lot stronger next time around. They're young, so they still have a lot of talent left. So I think that uh, boxing 2019 will see Charlo regaining his championship again. I think uh, you know, there's there's certain fights that are known as step up fights where you're supposed to find out what people are made of, and then there's certain fights that are known as showcase fights, where you put these guys on against opponents that they're supposed to beat, and they're supposed to look like world beaters. They're supposed to look unbelievable. It's supposed to help their resume you know, immensely, and that's what this fight was for both of them. They were supposed to come out and look like absolute titans, look like lions, and neither one of them did. Now, I don't know if this was a case of them getting exposed, or a case of them kind of, like, I think it was more of a learning experience, to be honest with you, because both of them are still just as talented in a lot of ways as we thought they would be in the sense of potential, they both have a ton of athletic ability, pretty good fundamentals given the, you know, their God-given athletic ability. And uh, I think they still have, you know, the sky's still the limit for both these kids. But I think they kind of realize just how far they are from that top tier. And, uh, and neither, one of the, neither one of their opponents is anything to slouch at. Matt Korobov was an excellent amateur, an Olympian. He was, you know, he was a great pro and a great prospect. And, he, you know, he's lost, but he's no, he's no slouch. And neither is Tony Harrison. So they came out and they, uh, I think they got checked a little bit. And they realized... Wow, this is, uh, this is what that upper tier is like. If we want to continue headlining cards, this is what we're going to be matched up with and better. And uh, this is what we're going to have to bring to the table. You know what I mean? Alfredo Barrios from AESPN is uh, one of the editors and uh, producers from uh, Deportes, ESPN Deportes. Mm-hmm. And I had him on the radio talk show Saturday, and he was uh, bringing to my attention about the Charlo brothers. Uh, they have not faced up tough opposition. Mm-hmm. And here it is Saturday night, when they, you know, just what he was saying, when they faced good tough opposition. And these guys were not at the same level. At least we didn't think it was. No, they weren't. It goes to show that maybe the Charlie brothers have been overrated as far as their, their skills are concerned. Right, I, th- I, I, think, I think they both have uh, good talent. They have a lot to, to prove, and they're still in the learning process. So I think in 2019, they will step up a little bit more. I sure hope so, man. I mean, look, we've had Jamal in that conversation potentially with, obviously, Canelo, Triple G, and then that lower tier with, uh, you know, Jamie Jacobs and a little bit lower, even uh, Billy Joe Saunders. And we've had them in that, you know, that big five in the middleweight division we've had Jamal talked about in there. And I think he's still in that conversation. I think he's still just below low that top tier. But, I mean, let's not, let's not like I said, let's not underrate Matt Korobov. This is a guy who came in, at, you know, who's a, a hundred, you know, light heavyweight dropped down to 168 to fight on this undercard and then had to drop down again. This is a very big opponent. But at the same time, uh, Jamal Charlo should have looked better, and he didn't. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to, you have to look better if you're going to continue to keep, you know, if you're going to fight a guy who the casual fans don't know, you got to make him look real good. If you want Canelo's attention, if you want Triple G's attention, Danny Jacobs' attention, if you want Billy Joe Saunders' attention, you better come out and make a statement. And uh, I don't think he did that. I think that in uh, 2019, they will come up and show the fans that they have a lot left. And they're still in the learning process. And some of the Canelo Alvarez, he learned a lot when he lost to Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. made him a better fighter. I think the same will happen with uh, Charlo uh, lost Saturday night. And uh, I think 2019, we're going to be seeing the Canelo Alvarez either fighting Triple G again to square up and finish up that controversial. I hope so. Yeah, and, uh, and, and close the chapter, the, the book on that. 
five-way triple G. And then we'll have the uh, Jaime Monguia, the young Mexican unknown of, of up until last year when he knocked out Salam Ali in New York City, gaining the uh, Super Welterweight Division Championship. Mm-hmm. The WBO, so he's another fighter that's uh, up, in, uh, up in the rankings. He's mm-hmm. coming up there to be one of the top ones. And a year ago, he was nobody here. Now he's starting to be a superstar in boxing. Oh, yeah. He defended his title twice and come up victorious. And uh, 2019, let's see who's going to face it. And hopefully, he'll be another rising star in boxing. Speaking of rising stars in boxing, speaking of soon-to-be superstars in boxing, what about Josh Warrington coming out and, uh, and beating Carl Frampton, boxing his ears off? After everything we've heard, Carl Frampton is an absolute legend, an absolute phenom, maybe the greatest you know, boxer, definitely the greatest boxer Northern Ireland's ever seen, and uh, you know, an, absolute, an absolute animal in there, to come out there and lose decisively. To Josh Warrington, right after beating, you know, right after he beat Lee Selby. Yeah. I mean, this guy has come out and made his statement known, and uh, he wants Leo Santa Cruz next, and I think he deserves him. He, well, uh, what an amazing fight for you! All you British fans out there should be over the moon about this kid because he is the real deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a lot, lot, lot of good fighters that came out of Ireland. You got to remember Barry McGuigan. Oh yeah, that hall- was his. That's his uh, mentor. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, and you have Ricky Hatton, uh, also an Irish fighter. You have a couple of good Irish fighters come out. Uh, from the, uh, from the uh, great uh, country of Ireland. A lot of Irish fighters back in the days, back in, here in the United States, a lot of them used to come here and they had better opportunities to become good fighters. And uh, Jerry Quarry, a heavyweight who fought Muhammad Ali, Irish Jerry Quarry, uh, Irish uh, Jerry Cooney, and you had so many, uh, so many other. They had Irish, a lot of great fighters. A lot of good fighters. And they came out, they have a lot of big heart. The Irish, the Jews, and, and back in the 40s and 50s, those are, those two groups were really. Uh, then then they then, ran boxing for yeah, a long time. Boxing, yeah, they ran boxing. Yeah, they were in the, in the in the picture for a while there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so 2019 fans, any questions you may have, ask us now before we cut off. We have about another 18 minutes on the show. Any questions? Ask me. I got here a producer, uh, engineer Charlie uh, Carrillo is behind the uh, the tablet, ready to uh, any questions you may have. Make it more positive. Anything negative, we most likely will not respond to you. So make them, <laughs> make them nice, nice and sweet. Give us a nice Merry Christmas ending. And if I don't have time before the end of the show, I want to make sure I say this now. Next week, we're having our, uh, our big end-of-year show where we recap all of 2019. We have our second annual Fairbairn Firm Awards coming up. And then we talk about what we expect to see and hope to see in the coming year in 2019 because... Uh, and that's a show you can't miss. We've been preparing for that one for a while, and I honestly cannot wait to do that show. So please make sure you tune in next week. And, uh, you know, as always, subscribe on Spotify and, and, you know, everything else, iTunes and YouTube, and uh, catch us on Facebook and everywhere else that you can watch us. Make sure you do, because uh, shows like this, shows like next week, you definitely don't want to miss. We want to see the shows uh, of the year. I mean, we have certain shows, but some are outstanding. One of the most outstanding ones was Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, that, that brought a lot of attention to uh, into boxing. Our friends up in United Kingdom want to wish you guys oh, also yeah. a Merry Christmas and a healthy and happy New Year. As always. Thanks for uh, letting us be part of your team. We really enjoy it. We had a lot of fun with you guys throughout the year, and we're looking forward to meeting up someplace and have a good time together. I sure would like that. I know you guys like to hoop it up with some nice beer and whatnot. And we can do it here in the entertainment capital of the world, the boxing capital of the world. Come on here. That we have, we have a nice uh, group of uh, British fire fans come out to support their fighters. Ricky Hunt, when he fought here, well, like 3,000 fans came oh from, God, from the United Kingdom, came out here. And it was nice to see that the, the, 
the fans really show up for these kind of events. And where else better than the Vegas capital, the, the Las Vegas a boxing capital of the world, and of course the entertainment capital of the world. You have everything here in Vegas. Everything. If you're going to come out here, this is a place to be. ESPN, I want to thank ESPN for giving me the opportunity. I've been with them now for about, about four and a half years as a boxing analyst. I'm going to take off my hat to the uh, ESPN group. And thank you for my colleagues, Julius Chavez, Juan Manuel Marquez, and uh, the whole gang has just been uh, Claudia Trejos. Claudia Trejos sent me, sending me text messages all morning wishing me a Merry Christmas. She's a dear friend. I love her dearly. She's like a, like a little sister to me. And she's really done so much for ESPN. Uh, Alfredo Berrios and Mario Fratelli, the uh, vice president of ESPN Deportes, we're doing a great job, my whole team. So I just want to say, you know, that uh, boxing's been good. My God, hasn't it ever? This has been a great year, man. I mean, just a great year. We've been getting gifts all year. Oh, we got a question? Yeah, what about Spence and Mikey Garcia? Okay, Earl Spence and Mikey Garcia. Earl Spence Jr. is one of the top up-and-coming rising stars in boxing. However, Mikey Garcia has been there. Mikey Garcia has been a three-time unified champion in three different weight classes. Featherweight, light, uh, oh, yeah. uh, lightweight, uh, super light, uh, lightweight, well, which is 135, where he's champion. And then he's gone up to 140. Actually, he was, one, he was lightweight, uh, super lightweight, world, uh, and now he's in the welterweight division. Well, so, uh, yeah, he's going into the welterweight division. Yeah, yeah. By Earl Spence. Yeah, but right. he won a title at 140 also. Yeah, 140. He, he's a three-division uh, uh, title, unified uh, champion. So he's got a lot going for him. So he got the experience. And one thing, he can punch. He's Oof. a good smart fighter. Errol Spence, I, I know Errol Spence is one of the better ones at welterweight division, but I don't think he's fought anybody with the experience and the, to. and the punching power of Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia, you, you can't say no to him because he's proven himself fight after, he's still undefeated. Yeah. So I say, you know, uh, Errol, you gotta, uh, uh, you're going to have a tough and I just fight. Wanna, and I, I want to for sure, I want to give a shout-out to Mikey Garcia because it's one thing to go up. To go up, you know, two weight classes to fight a guy who's <coughs> above you on the pound for pound list. We saw that with Amir Khan against Canelo Alvarez. We saw that with Kel Brook against Triple G. To go up there to fight a guy who's, you know, in a different class than you, to gain more fans, gain more exposure, and really, you know, kind of throw it all in the deck is one thing. But to do that against a guy who's on a lower, uh, who's rated lower pound for pound than you, we haven't seen this since Floyd Mayweather did this against Canelo Alvarez. We haven't seen two guys, we haven't seen a guy who has so much to lose go up two weight classes to fight against a guy who's so powerful and so terrifying. It's absolutely unbelievable and it's so, and it's, I want to give such a huge shout out to Mikey Garcia for having the heart and the spirit to do something like this because you don't see it very often. Right, good. And going back to the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight, the fans are still complaining about <laughs> the controversial laws and my, was my, my personal opinion on the fight. i tell you one thing, I thought Tyson Fury pulled it out at the end, but with that last knockdown, that kind of left out a big question mark, and he was almost out. Any referee would have stopped it right then and there, nobody would have said anything. But uh, you know what, fans, as much as I agree with you guys, uh, it's a controversial ending, it goes one way or the other, but you know what? The reimagine, if it happens again, let it happen in 2019, because this is going to shut everybody up. I know Tyson Fury definitely has all the talent in the world. He proved me wrong. Yes. So I thought he was going to get stopped by Deontay Waller by the eighth round, and look what happened. So, you know, I'm a believer of uh, uh, Tyson Fury. He's made me a definitely uh, a big believer. I can't say I'm a, I'm a fan because I'm, I'm looking at it from an official standpoint of view. So I got to try to be as neutral as possible. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you,
he convinced me that he has what it takes to be a champion. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a fan. And on top of that, this kind of this is kind of what we were talking about, man. This is what boxing is. We know this. We've known this forever. When Ali went to fight, fight Foreman, every, all the cards were stacked against him. He had his promoter was promoting for Foreman. He had everything about it was meant to be a passing of the torch. And what did he do? He came out and he knocked Foreman out. Look at Pacquiao versus Broner next month. Everything in, in, uh, you know, on paper is stacked against Broner. Of course, all the money is, is, is ready to be given to Pacquiao, ready for the Mayweather fight, ready for everything else. But he can still come out and get it done. Tyson Fury came to America in Deontay Wilder's country to fight for his belt on his network and he got knocked down twice. It's just, when you're not the A-side and he wasn't the A-side, when Triple G came to fight Canelo the second time, you can't take rounds off. He knew exactly what he had to do and he didn't get it done. We can all call controversy, we can all, it's easy and it's lazy to scream corruption. It's easy and it's lazy to scream controversy. But at the end of the day, both those guys knew what they had to do and they didn't get it done. And that's kind of what it is at the end of the day. Sometimes it goes your way if you're the A-side, like Jamal Charlo happened this weekend. Sometimes it doesn't go your way, like Jamal Charlo this weekend. But at the end of the day, when you're fighting a tight fight, a tough fight, and you leave it up to the, you know, up to the judge's uh, you know, subjection, then you have to deal with, with their reaction and their judgment to it. And uh, that's kind of how it goes, man. Yeah, another question of the fans are asking is about the United Kingdom and, and boxing and where it stands as it was years ago. Definitely, United Kingdom has, is rising to the point oh, yeah. where uh, they have reached the pinnacle of their, of their boxing uh, status. I mean, they have really g- climbed up the ladder. I mean, 25 years ago, you hardly saw anything with, with, with British fighters and uh, Europe, you know, any you, 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 Russia. Oh my God! Yes. Russia and uh, and Asia. I mean, so many fighters coming up. There's popping up for internationally all over the world. But the United Kingdom has definitely has come up to the point where you can say, you know, there's some of our better competitors in oh, boxing yeah. come from Great Britain. So I think I take my hat off again to uh, Great Britain for a job well done. Is keeping boxing where it's at today. I want to touch on that because I've said this before on the show and I want to keep bringing it up because it does matter. It matters a lot. And everyone that just got mad at me for what I said about Tyson Fury, if, they, if they're still listening, I'd like them to, to listen to this because what you guys have done in Britain and all over Europe in uh, making the fight game as big as it is right now, I always say the spirit of boxing is in Mexico. They got that, That's the spirit of it. And the wallet of boxing, whether you like it or not, the most money is in America still. But the pulse right now of the fight game is in England. It's in the United Kingdom. It's Tyson Fury. It's Anthony Joshua. It's Josh Warrington. It's Billy Joe Saunders. It's all these guys. And you guys have done such a phenomenal job from the ground up, from the judges and the referees and the promoters and to the fighters and mostly from the fans. You guys have uplifted this sport and made it what it is right now. Hey, you know what? I want to tell you guys one thing that I was there in the United Kingdom when you guys were starting to move into the ranking. When I started going out there refereeing Prince and I was seeing Ahmed. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was... And, and Nigel Ben, uh, Joel Kazagi. Oh, yeah. I, I thought when I was out there refereeing those fights, and, and people started getting a lot of notice, a lot of attention towards uh, United Kingdom. I mean, they were good fighters out there. I would come back home. The Klitschko brothers, I was refereeing them there in Great Britain. And uh, I remember, I mean, I couldn't even uh, spell the Klitschko's name. <laughs> I still can't. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, so I, I still can sometimes. Yeah, but the Klitschko's, I mean... I would come to the United States and I would tell the fans and people here, hey, you know what? There's uh, two brothers in the United Kingdom that are coming up. They're, they're, they're Russians, but they've been fighting at, in Germany. They've been fighting in Great Britain. And, of course, Len- Lennox Lewis. Who thought Lennox Lewis? Nobody who knew Lennox Lewis was. Oh, I, went, yeah. I went out there to referee Lennox Lewis, and I came back home. I said, there's a guy out there that could be possibly a world champion. He got what it takes. And sure enough, he proved it. He fought 
some of the best out there, even knocking out Mike Tyson. So, so I can say, I mean, it's been an honor for me. Sometimes I got to pinch myself. Uh, I've been involved in so many great fights, and a lot of them had to be uh, in the fact that I refereed in Great Britain and throughout, you know, throughout Europe. But I think that boxing is really, United Kingdom is up ways. You know, Absolutely. And even, it's, and it's, even it's beyond top, that, I want to touch top. on what you said about uh, Eastern Europe and other parts of Europe. You look at what, you know, you look at Gennady Golovkin. You look at uh, Vasily Lomachenko. You look at Oleksandr Yusik, an absolute frontrunner for our fighter of the year this year. Make sure you tune in next week to see who wins it. I mean, these are guys who all, who, you know, you wouldn't have heard of, I mean, how long ago. And now, I mean, Eastern Europe is, is exploding with boxing talent. Western Europe is exploding with boxing talent. Thailand, Japan, uh, Africa, you, I mean, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, all these places that you would never, you know, all, every corner of the globe, period. We're going to have an Antarctica fighter come out next year. He's going to be, he's going to take the world by storm. You never know because there's not another continent on the globe where there isn't so much incredible boxing talent. And uh, the globalization of the sport has just been unbelievable. Yeah, but the thing is, is that these fighters and uh, from all over the world, their dream is to either fight in New York and Mecca of boxing, Madison Square Garden, or in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Those are the two primary locations. Where the money's at, baby. Yeah, that's where the money's at. But that's where the, the big build, yeah, the big fights and the big bucks are here. So all these fighters, they're hungry. They, they could become champions in their respective countries, but they know that the real place, uh, the real Mecca is Las Vegas and New York. Uh, I also want to touch on the, uh, the Dylan White versus Derek Chisora fight this weekend. I know I already I talked about it briefly, but I, you know, I, I want to give it his due. It was, uh, it was a big rematch, and Derek Chisora came out and he impressed, but it ultimately wasn't enough. Dylan White is too big, too strong, and, uh, and, he's, and he's pretty fascinating. And he hit him with that big left hook and put him down. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to end up being uh, Anthony Joshua's next opponent. They got a lot of bad blood between them. Anthony Joshua has really shown kind of his true colors lately coming out talking about Dylan White. And I like that. I like seeing that. I don't like him hiding behind, you know, uh, behind the smile and, and everything else. And I don't mean hiding like out of fear, but, you know, sometimes it's cool to, to let your real personality show. And I don't blame him when you're that big of a media personality to be, to be kind of hidden behind a persona. Too many people do it, and it's, and it's understandable when you have that much money and, and that much uh, notoriety on the line. But, uh, you know, seeing Anthony Joshua come out, and, and he really doesn't like Dylan White. He doesn't like him at all. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see that. We all know that the uh, Wilder fight isn't happening next, so, so I'm interested to see what uh, him and, and White can get done dancing in there. Absolutely. Some, some fans ask me, is the Mecca and boxing in the United States or the United Kingdom? Well, you know, the United Kingdom, you're getting there, you're climbing up the ladder. It'll be a while before yeah. you become the Mecca of boxing. <laughs> but you're definitely on the right track. And I think that, uh, again... Uh, you have all the talent in the world, and I'm glad you fans out there are starting to think that, that way, even ask those questions. That's good. I mean that you guys are really into it, yeah. and you really truly believe that your country may be one day the mecca of boxing. And like I said, the pulse of boxing right now, I'm on every boxing forum there is. I read everybody's comments. I'm all day long. And every single place you go, everything you read, it's Britain first. There are more British fight fans, on, I mean, on English-speaking websites, fighting websites, than there are American fans, and there's a lot more of us. So, I mean, that's just, yes, the money is still here. Yes, we are still the mecca. But there is no question what you guys have, uh, have brought to the table these days. I mean, none. Yeah, and no, I really uh, think that uh, boxing is really uh, definitely on the rise around the whole world. And if people are saying that boxing is dying, I don't know. You guys better go, go online, get your social media information, check out that and you can see. Come on, are you kidding me? Oh, we're there's, larger than life hey, now. There's so much on boxing on the internet. Uh, you guys must be under a rock if you think boxing is dead. <laughs> I've made this comparison before. Uh, you know, every, every 10 years, they say that Saturday Night Live is dead, the TV show. And uh, then we find out who our new stars are. 
And then, you know, they've done it all the way back to, to you know, Saturday Night Dead back in the 70s. And then there was the Eddie Murphy years and the Adam Sandler years and the Will Ferrell years. Once you know who your stars are, it comes back. Boxing's the exact same way. As soon as you know who the stars are, we realize, wow, how exciting this is. Of course, a few years ago, we didn't know who the stars were. The stars of the yesteryear, the Manny Pacquiao's, the Floyd Mayweather's, the Oscar De La Hoya's, they were, they were done. It was over for them. So we were like, well, well, boxing must be dead. Of course it's not dead. We got to build up new characters, build up new stars, and we have. And now, I mean, we're back, baby. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of rising stars in boxing. That's a kid named uh, Devin Haney, uh, who's fighting February uh, 11th on Showtime, uh, New Generation. And he's a young kid. I, I've been, uh, I'm on their team. I'm an advisor for them. Uh, Devin Haney, I, my prediction is that he will be another Floyd Mayweather or Ooh. Sugar Ray Leonard. He's that kind of a fighter with that kind of a talent. And, Those uh, are all-time greats right there, Joe. Yeah, yeah well, he's going to be this kid. My prediction is that Devin Haney, who I met when he was about 10 years old, and here he is, 19, with 19 pro fights on this belt, all wins and with 14 big knockouts. And the guy's a slick boxer. You can hardly, hardly even he's touch him. He's an absolute stud. You can't touch him. And uh, February 11th, he'll be fighting in Louisiana, the new generation on Showtime. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I think uh, that... Man, we uh, have a lot of big prospects out there. Yeah, man. We got Shakur Stevenson. We got, uh, you know, like you said, Ryan Garcia. We were touching on oh, no, that was on Saturday. By the way, Ryan Garcia. There's a million big big names out there. There's, uh, there's a million, you know, up-and-comers. And every year... We have more and more that we find out about, and uh, I cannot wait to see how, what next year brings, and, and we'll be touching on that next, you know, next week, obviously. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're looking forward to, the, to all those fights that are coming up, and of course, the rising stars are, are the ones that I'm looking forward to in 2019. It's going to be a great year. I couldn't agree more. I, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what else to say, baby. It's, uh, it's, I just want, want to wish everybody out there a very Merry Christmas from the Into Boxing team to the Into Boxing team, from the Fair But Firm team to the Fair But Firm team, to all of our fans, to all of our listeners, to all of our every year, every time viewers. Make sure you subscribe on every outlet that I already named and make sure on Saturdays that you tune into K Don. 101.5 FM at 7.20 a.m. And, uh, and you check up on us uh, every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Las Vegas time. Do the math for your own uh, local time. But uh, we really, you don't want to miss us because we're on twice a week and, uh, and we, we do our best to bring you a good show. And next year we'll be talking a little bit more about Canelo Alvarez, uh, Triple G, and all these rising stars in boxing. And you guys ask all kinds of questions about fighters. They're all, next week we'll talk a little bit, I'll touch a little bit on them, but more 19, uh, 2019 is going to be the year that you're going to see all these stars that we left all the fans hanging there at the end. A triple G with Canelo. What's going to happen there? So, uh, and uh, don't forget Danny Jacobs. He's one of my uh, favorites out there in the middleweight division. He's somebody to reckon with. Cannot forget about him because he had a, uh, a good fight against Triple G. And a lot of people, some fans thought that he beat uh, Triple G mm-hmm. before Triple G for Canelo. So, I mean, is uh, uh, Danny uh, Jacobs is a, a fighter with a big heart. He was suffering from cancer, and he beat cancer. And miracle uh, man. Yeah, the Miracle Man, that's why I call him Danny, uh, the Miracle Man Jacobs. So he'll be another outstanding fighter for 2019. And uh, with that said, John, I can tell you that uh, I want to wish a Merry Christmas to our dear friends out there around the world. I wish your Christmas wish would come true. I know some, some of my dear friends have been asking for Christmas. Santa to give him a nice surprise Christmas gift. And uh, hopefully that will happen to all our friends. But most importantly is that we have the love and affection that for each other, whether you like each other or not. Let's make 2019 a better year because we're all human and life is short. We're only here for a certain period of time 
let's make the best of it because without you fans out there, without the love and attention, it's going to be a little tough. John, what do you want to say to wrap it up before? Well, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, I can't imagine what more I could say. I want to wish everybody, I wish you a happy new year next week when we do our big recap show. Like I said, please don't miss that show. <laughs> we have uh, our Fair But Firm Awards. We go through everything that's going on uh, that has happened in 2018, everything. And we go through what our hopes and wishes and, and uh, expectations are for 2019. And uh, it's, it's the kind of show that you definitely don't want to miss. Plus, uh, the outfits are going to be on point as well because, as always, it's a New Year's Eve show. We, uh, we got to make sure we dress up, so... I, uh, you know, I want to wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas or whatever your holiday is. Have a very happy one of those. Or, uh, you know, if you don't have one, then have a happy day today. Because hey, uh, we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas again. Happy New Year. Wish you the very best. Enjoy yourself. And most importantly, be careful while partying, driving and drinking. Don't mix. So just be very careful. Protect yourself at all time. Yeah, protect yourself at all time. And be fair out at all time. God bless you. God bless. Take care. I'm fair, but I'm firm, guys. Bad but firm with the Hall of Fame boxing referee. I'm Joe Cortez for all of Las Vegas. Come on, guys, let's touch them up. Three fight. I'm Joe Cortez. Fair but firm.